Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. This is the Adweek Podcast, where we talk about marketing, media, technology, pop culture, because in the end, everything is an ad. I'm David Greiner. I'm the international editor with Adweek. And I'm Ko Im. I'm the community editor at Adweek. And we are joined this week to talk retail and shopping and e-commerce. We go across the pond with Lucinda Southern, who is our media editor based out of London. Hi, Lucinda. I think it's your first time to the podcast. Yeah, my first time. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> of course. And then she and we are joined by Lisa Lacey, who is our senior editor based out of Brooklyn. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Thanks for having me. This is such a VIP team. I'm like so honored to have all of our like commerce and media uh, like top editors in one place. This is great. Thanks. For, thanks to you both for joining. Feelings mutual. Thank you. Um, well, Co, we have uh, a super fun topic this week. As you mentioned, shopping, commerce. Uh, there's just been a lot, and we haven't really revisited this topic in a while. Uh, it seems like a year ago it was the conversation, right? Like going into quarantine is like suddenly we all have to change everything about the way we shop. And then I think we've, as a culture, kind of gotten just used to it of just like, I don't know how many boxes you guys get every week, but for me, it's a lot. Um, and of course, DTC subscriptions are so much more mainstream now, and I I can personally vouch for that. Uh, I was thinking, Co, we should get started by talking about just kind of how we've seen our own personal shopping change, like compared to, you know, before all this began and where we netted out now. Co, do you want to go start? Like, what? Yeah. How would you? What changes have you noticed? Yeah. Well, I will say that um, the amount that goes into the recycling it <laughs> is huge um it's not it's like christmas um you know every every other week um but i i like talking about this because i think you know it really shows so much about our needs and um our our behaviors and our tastes and how that has changed a lot um we can go to the obvious for me being like oh did i just buy like a bunch of athleisure wear right um actually no there you would notice that if somebody was looking at my my bank account or my um, Amazon purchases that um, I actually went complete sweats, right? Nothing too tight. Um, and then s- suddenly, you know, I'm doing a lot of baking. 
uh, and cooking, which I had normally not done before. And then, of course, one exception is uh, the TikTok leggings, which I bought straight off of TikTok. Oh, you know, and and I think I think you know we can get more into this um, with with the ladies here, but. Uh, I knew that buying off the phone was going to, you know, mobile shopping was going to take off, but I think we'll see that a lot more people have come, kind of come privy to like Instagram ads and whatnot. Um, so I, I want to ask um, Lisa, um, how has your personal purchases become different in the last year? I don't honestly know if my shopping habits have changed that much, to be honest. Um, I mean, I, I live in New York. I don't have a car. So I've been buying groceries online for, for a number of years now. It's just a lot easier than trekking out to the to the grocery store in my neighborhood and hauling everything back. So um, I've obviously continued to do that. And I um, mean, it just, I'm, you know, I have, I have a kid and I've been dealing with remote learning. So it's just so much easier when time um, is limited to just, uh, you know, to just go online and, and buy everything and have it delivered. Um, I don't know if you caught, um, Richard Collings had a story this week about a startup called Olive. I think it's apparel focused, but, um, dealing with the problem of, of what he talked to the founder. I, I forget his name. It's not Mark Laurie. It's the other guy who, who founded jet.com. Um, and, and the idea came from him taking out the, the garbage and the recycling one day and realizing like, wow, like I have all of these cardboard boxes and all of my neighbors have all these cardboard boxes. And so the idea is to like consolidate orders from the retailers that it is partnered with. And then they, they bring everything in like a reusable tote and you can do uh, returns that way too. So that's maybe one way, um, that we will uh, will reduce um, the uh, the number of deliveries we get in the future, but um, but for now it's 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 pretty much business as usual as, as far as I'm concerned in terms of, of shopping. Yeah, th- this was uh, this past week was Challenger Brands, one of our biggest events we do. Uh, I, we devoted a whole episode to it, so I won't go back into it too much, except to say that it, there were many many. I mean, how was it like 140 speakers or whatever? Um, but I I was the I guess the room leader of a series of conversations around more sustainable, more eco-friendly uh, products, and they were almost all DTC, of course, direct to consumer, where you just subscribe or you get it through uh, these regular deliveries. And honestly, like I've already gone pretty deep down that rabbit hole, but then just listening to these people, I was like, "Well, I need that now, <laughs> and that, yeah, also that." I think it was Imperfect Foods, which delivers like these not so gorgeous vegetables and fruits to help eliminate food waste. Uh, and their, their supply chain's amazing. Like they, they run the entire supply chain. So you're actually getting much fresher fruit, right? Cause, and, and vegetables, cause it's not going through these 900 different steps, getting to the grocery store and then getting thrown away. And so you actually end up with like better fruits and veggies, even if they look a little funky. Um, and then, uh, and then the other was dirty labs, which is trying to create like the eco-friendly shampoo, Poo, or I don't know if they do shampoo, but they um, they do like laundry detergent and things like that. And they're trying to come up with ones that are both eco-friendly and actually clean clothes because I'll be straight up honest, uh, a lot of the stuff out there does not. Um, but yeah, by the end of it, I was like, oh no, my bank account just got a hit because I'm totally signing up for all this. Lucy, has the DTC, like this whole subscription model, has it taken root in, in Britain as well? Yeah, it really has. I think the the area that I'm getting the most joy out of is restaurants that are doing deliveries where it's kind of half cook it yourself and um, that sort of comes sort of some of it's pre-cooked and you just do the easy bit at the end 
and loads of restaurants doing that nationwide. Um, so it's kind of the combination, like a hybrid between HelloFresh and um, whatever, uh, like, I don't know, like a Just Eat or something. But that has been great because they have, I mean, everyone misses going out for meals. Um, these can be done in like a fun way. Like sometimes they get let you, you scan a QR code and it brings up like a Spotify playlist while you cook your dinner. And it just adds a little bit more fun to, to cooking because that's what one of the main things that we can do now. Um, but again, I just find that the the returning, I find returning stuff just near impossible. I don't know what it is, but I like no one can make it easier enough for me. And then, then on the rare occasions where I do get to return clothes, so my, my thing is clothes I probably never really bought much of before the pandemic, but now because of where we are, that's one of the main things that I would be doing and purchasing uh, online now. But yeah, I mean, I, I still haven't figured out the right returning process yet in order to kind of get rid of the ones that are just no good. Yeah, you know, you, mentioning the cooking reminds me of of Tasty, the kind of sub-brand, huge sub-brand for um, BuzzFeed. And I, I have to actually... We have to tell our viewers, um, what does it mean to be a media editor? What do you cover and, and what do you see? Um, because I know you wrote a story about BuzzFeed and how the platform, the brand wants to think more like a retailer. Um, can you give us a little bit more more insight? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting idea because the the whole idea of, the, as you mentioned before, the behavior changes. So our the joy of shopping and window shopping and going to a, a mall or just browsing, that is just nowhere has been able to really accurately re recreate that online. And in some way, publishers are really well positioned to do that because they've got you know relationships with the readers, they create great content, but then they're just, there's so many tech muscles that they haven't really built or haven't really worked up that well to improve the experience. So yeah, BuzzFeed has this plan to create this like digital shopping mall uh, by halfway through this year and to really change the the way that people think about BuzzFeed as a place where they can go and buy stuff. So if you were still, they know that their content still drives a lot of purchases. It like delivered something like $500 million in gross merchant merchandise value last year. So it does, you know, you read, you'll still read articles and click on links via BuzzFeed but you know that's not the fun of shopping that's not like what a real world shopping experience is so I mean the details were slim when I spoke to them about it but I just I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of thing they can come up with they're going to be uh, including different types of um, like recommendations and user generated content through reviews and videos um, and they'll they'll do a bunch of other different interesting things like native on-site checkout as well so uh, there's a bunch of stuff that I think they need to do in order to make it a bit more of a uh, an easier experience and a more fun experience for people to learn to shop. Lisa Lacey, let's talk about live streaming because of all the big trends that we've really been predicting in commerce over the coming year. I have to admit that most of them I'm like going through, I'm like, yep, yep, okay, yep, you know, DTC subscriptions, shoppable uh, social ads, all that. I'm just like, yep, that's totally already a part of my life. Um, but where does live streaming fit in and why is it kind of our number one prediction for where commerce is going to grow? 
Well, I think that I would pair up social commerce and live streaming together when we're talking about this. Um, and I think really 2021 is all about experiments. You know, like we saw Walmart and TikTok uh, do that that fashion thing at the end of, of last year where there were some like fashion influencers on TikTok and they were recommending their, uh, their I don't know, favorite clothing items you could buy at Walmart and, and, and whoever was watching could then buy those clothing items through TikTok. Um, but what I, I think is really interesting is something that came out this week. It's a platform called Echo. I don't know if you've heard of Echo, E-K-O. Um, and it, it has sort of a, one of those like very, uh, I don't know how to say this diplomatically, but it, it calls itself like a choice driven platform. But really what it is, is like a, it's very like choose your own adventure, you know, where, so it's like, it's video content. So it's not live, but it's video content. And, um, Walmart has done this series of cooking videos, and I feel like it's so smart because it's uh, Patti LaBelle has a series, uh, Jamie Oliver has a series, the Pioneer Woman has a series, and these are, uh, Jamie Oliver maybe doesn't have his own line of products at Target, or at, at Walmart, sorry, Walmart, um, but the Pioneer Woman definitely does, Patti LaBelle has her line of baked goods, and so it's like these, these series of like five-minute videos with recipes and in Patty LaBelle's case, it's all about like dressing up the um, the baked goods that you buy at Walmart, her baked goods. And um, and with Jamie Oliver, it's this whole series about like getting vegetables into uh, like like mac and cheese, doing mac and cheese with uh, with all of these vegetables in it. And um, but it's like as you watch, you know, he'll stop and ask like, okay, do you want to do this with broccolini or asparagus? And then you know you you make your choice. And then it's do you want to add chili or, or do this without chili? And then I forget there were a couple of other options. And then, and then at the end, you know, what, what, what topping do you want to use? Sliced almonds or uh, toasted breadcrumbs? And then at the end, what I thought was so great was that um, you can save that recipe. So with all of your selections, but the kicker is that um, you can then like click, you know, like, like I want to buy these ingredients, pulls up a list with all of these check marks that are already checked. So like if you already have sliced almonds, you just uncheck that and then click add to cart everything is in your cart and you can buy it through Walmart. And so I feel like it just, it's like, it's so smart on so many levels in terms of like meeting this consumer need and just making it so simple to, uh, to buy from Walmart. And also, I mean, like you're, you're cooking with Patty LaBelle. So it's, it's, I just, I just thought that that was really great. Yeah. And I could see P David Griner doing that with his roles and then people can just be like, Oh, I'm going to get this. But, but um, Lucy, I was wondering, you know, does this, really point to a trend of these retailers becoming more like publishers? And then could we predict publishers maybe partnering more with retailers in this way? I think that's exactly the way this is going to go. And I think when we're talking around how much data is going to be needed to, like data on the customer or on the audience or on the reader of a publisher site to be able to figure out exactly how to create the right experience for someone if they were to be in say like a digital shopping mall um the opportunities then for publishers and retailers especially when people are going back into stores again is just gonna be like we haven't even like got to the tip of the iceberg yet like barely even scratched the surface because and also these are going to be things like first party data being so incredibly important um the way that people are going to be able to target these different services and products is is, is really huge. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Lucy, I believe you've got to run for another appointment. Thanks so much for making time for us. Great. Uh, thank you so much for having me, guys, and I uh, hope I can come back again. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to uh, 
bring up one point that that we kind of touched on social commerce social shopping and i i feel like you know co you mentioned the tiktok leggings i would also throw out does the phrase instagram pan mean anything to you guys oh yeah our um executive editor <laughs> steph patrick got got it <laughs> yeah yeah, like when she got, I was like, "Oh my god, you got the Instagram pan!" And and it wasn't until I literally said that, that I was like, "That's an Instagram pan," and it just really hit up because it's like the second you see it, you're like, "Oh, I've seen it." Now, I mean, I see a million ads. I will say that Instagram ad load is through the damn roof. Like the number of ads they're showing in stories, it literally I I I tracked it the other day because I'm a dork, right? And I was like, every third story was an ad. <laughs> Just like bananas. It it would be like if you were watching a TV show and every like 25 seconds you saw, <laughs> saw an ad. You'd be like, um, I'm having trouble digesting this. Uh, Lisa, what do you think? Have you bought any kind of Instagram, like any kind of things that are have become almost, almost iconic for being sold largely through one platform? Um, no, not really. I mean, the, the, the thing that I see ads for a lot is, um, Reese Witherspoon's Draper James line. Um, I don't know if you know, I used to live in Mississippi, which is the Magnolia state and she does have, um, some sweats, but it's like this Magnolia pattern and I really like it, but it's like 75 bucks a pop for like the, the pants and the sweatshirt. And I feel like $150 is insane to pay for a pair of sweats. And so I keep waiting for uh, it to go on sale and it hasn't happened yet. So, um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I keep seeing ads for, uh, for Draper James. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I'm a, I'm a late adopter really. And even though I, uh, I like writing about the, the future of stuff, I'm, I'm slow to to adopt it myself. I, I've been haunted by um, <clears throat> every brand we featured at our Challenger <laughs> Brands event is now owning my Instagram feed because I looked up each of them to like learn more about them. And now it's just like, oh, you like this, do you? <laughs> but I wonder, <laughs> it's the ads. What, oh, like, are you more tolerant of them? Do you know? I mean... Like, like I will say, I I mind them less because I know those companies. And so here's a, a classic example, although this is not your phone listening to you, which is a myth, but whatever. I totally get why everyone believes it does. Um, we, we have an entire TikTok about that on the Adweek. <laughs> but the, uh, I, this was a good example of when I interviewed the, um, the founder from Dirty Labs, and they showed a demonstration where they took the gray water from a laundry machine that had been using traditional detergent and then one using their detergent and they watered a, a plant with it for however many days, right? And then at the end of it, theirs was this lush, you know, leafy grass and then the other one was barely alive at all. And uh, and I said, that's a great visual. Are you running that on TikTok and stuff? Because it was a vertical video. And they said, well, yeah, we're running it a bit, uh, mostly on Instagram. Man, that <laughs> afternoon... I was getting that grass comparison every time I opened it, but I'm like, yeah, good job. It's on my brain. So to your point, I don't mind it because I'm like, nah, I did think that was a good visual. Well, you know, I, what that makes me think of is, um, is it Vassil or just Sell? It's a D2C plant company. Um, my mother's birthday was earlier this month. I was looking for a gift for her. I thought about sending her flowers, but I feel like it's very easy. I'm going to sound very cheap at the end of this podcast, but I feel like it's, it's very easy to spend a lot of money when you send someone flowers. And so then it occurred to me, like there has to be a D2C company out there that sells like flowers or plants. My mother has a green thumb. She's very good with plants. I ended up finding this like little cute little heart-shaped plant from 
the sill. And so that is what I bought my mother for her birthday and I sent it. But then it was after that, that I kept getting inundated with ads for the sill. And, um, and I thought, you know, like, this is so like, guys, like, like you already, you already got my purchase. Like I, I, cannot keep a plant alive to save my life. Like I'm not going to buy another plant uh, for, for a while, but our colleague Ronan Shields, he told me that that, that like inundation strategy is actually effective. It works. And so that is why, even though I'm not in the, I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to be buying a plant. Maybe it just like, uh, it, it seeps into your subconscious or something, you know? I, I'm with you where I have a poor green thumb and I get mad. I'm like, why don't you know that I would suck at this? <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be me about every, everything I see. <laughs> How dare you build up my hopes, <laughs> my own abilities. Um, I, I, I was going, I had to look up because there was one that a friend of mine sent me that was very similar, Lisa, to what you're describing, but apparently it's called plant gym, G E M. Um, but yeah, it says their their summary is an artfully curated selection of unique plants for your garden delivered to your door. So there's clearly some sort of growth there. Um, but uh, I, you know, I I I buy it. I I just wanted to mention too. This is somewhat related, but this came up in a few of the conversations. I talked to Bombus's CMO, uh, Katie Hewitt at uh, at um, Challenger Brands, and I'm sure it's true of many mission driven. Uh, retailers uh, that, as everyone probably knows, Bombas gives a free pair of socks to homeless shelters for every pair of socks they sell, inspired obviously by Tom's. And um, they they mentioned that the mission message is a is a great top of funnel message in the sense of creating awareness, generating press coverage, like creating an identity where people kind of vaguely know like what is Bombas, right, and like what sets it apart. But she said when it really gets into the what drives purchase and what keeps people going. It's these messages of comfort, uh, selection, and it's just really staying in your consideration set and reminding you. It's like you're on board with the message. You're on board with the, you know, the philosophy behind the company, but you can't just keep seeing ads that are like, we give to the homeless, we give to the homeless, and and it won't be enough to trigger you, I, which I thought was an interesting point, like that at some point people's like selfishness of just like, I want comfort and I want selection kicks in. Right. And I think people are more mindful of, well, I'll, I actually, I take that back because I will go back and forth in, in one, in one instance, I'll be like, yeah, getting these TikTok leggings is self-care. And on the other hand, I'm like very conscientious, Lisa, um, of like where, where each dollar goes. So what were you going to say? Sorry. No, I was just going to say that it, that it makes sense. Like a, that a message about comfort, especially now would, would resonate. Yeah. Yeah. The, and you know, I thought, I thought, there's there's no getting around the climate change aspects of everything you know on the one hand we obviously had a pretty quiet period last early last year in the early pandemic where like the air quality was better because nobody was driving around you like pretty much the world was suspended briefly and the environment like fleetingly got better um and you know, we have, and instead, quarantine. I think in the long run has had a, a more disastrous effect in the sense of just the sheer amount of, of emissions uh, on getting shipped. What I thought was, and I, I'm not just raising all that to be like dire, uh, although it is. Um, I'm raising it because I actually was impressed how many folks at Challenger Brands brought that up as something they spend a lot of time thinking about. Is how do we reduce not just like there was a lot of talk of reducing plastic in products, which is great, moving toward recyclable aluminum uh, specifically. But then also, you know, there was a lot of discussion of like, how do we eliminate some of these steps of just 
churning out emissions to ship these things all over the world just for you to get this like one box in the mail with like, you know, one thing in it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I think, why that that startup Olive is so interesting. Um, but I, I mean, I think we see a lot of um, variations on this theme, right? Like, I, I don't know if you, I'm sure you caught the story about Mr. Potato, or no, sorry, Potato Head yesterday. Potato um, head. And um, when I was, I was just sort of doing some research on that as I was, as I was writing it, and I saw that in October, they released like a plant-based potato head. So it was made, the plastic was made out of some kind of sugar cane and I, the packaging was plastic free. And that Hasbro said that they were going to, um, they started with potato head, the potato head family, uh, but then they were going to use the learnings from that, um, in terms in like in the other toy lines. So like Play-Doh and Nerf. So, um, I don't know, you just, you see, you see seeds of this, uh, all over the place. Wow. Yeah, the, and, and I will I'll point out too, although we don't really have time to get into it, but, uh, uh, our colleague Terry Stanley, who's been on quite a bit, uh, T.L. Stanley, she wrote about uh, Nature's Find, F-Y-N-D, which is a um, uh, an alternative protein that's, instead of being based on, um, I don't know what Impossible and Beyond are made out of, honestly, um, but instead of using all those traditional plant-based things, it's based on some kind of fungus microbe that was found in Yellowstone. Um and uh, and it doesn't need to harvest it. It doesn't need sunlight, rain, or soil to generate this. So basically, there's you know not to say there's no environmental impact because you got to ship it ship it around. But that's another one, kind of like we were talking about with each of these presentations. I was like, sign me <laughs> up, like because it can be used to make just about any kind of food. And as long as it tastes all right, I'm like, yes, yes, sign me up. I'll just just ship that fungus protein to my door every month in the form of I don't know nuggets or whatever so yeah it's it's on the one hand i feel like we're we're embracing a lot of ways to improve the environment or at least hurt it less uh, but at the same time there's no getting around just this quarantine is just a lot of shipping and uh, a, lot, a lot of emissions so i i look forward to and appreciate the brands that are thoughtful of that but with that we should uh we should probably wrap up for the week lisa it's been such a pleasure having you well thanks for having me again Co, it is always a delight uh, getting to chat with you. I know we work together all week, but the podcast is always such a great way to get to connect too. Absolutely. Now you know I have the TikTok leggings. I'm going to post about on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, if they're not, if if you're listening to this and you're not following Co on TikTok, uh, that that's really on you um, <laughs> because she is such a delight. Uh, Co, what is it? What's your? Are you okay sharing your TikTok? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, my apologies in advance for anyone who follows me. It's Kona Cafe <laughs> with two Ks, <laughs> like K O N A K A F E. That's correct. Nice. Thank you for the uh, shout. Yeah, she is a joy to follow on there. A great message of wellness and, you know, being mindful of yourself. I love it. I love it when your messages come up. Um, all right. With that, uh, we, the, we're out of time for this week, uh, but we will be back uh, shortly. And definitely check out adweek.com for uh, all these trend stories we talked about today are on there. Lucinda Southern's coverage uh, from the Media Beat is fantastic. Lisa Lacey's coverage uh, from Commerce is wonderful, as is her team. So check it all out. Our theme music is by Home. This week's episode was produced by Nick Gardner and edited by Lane McGibney. If you've not already, please uh, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, those reviews mean a lot to us personally, and they help new listeners discover the show. You can reach us anytime at podcast at adweek.com. That's podcast at adweek.com. For Adweek, I'm David Greiner, and we will be back next week. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? 
Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.